under my watch. Ain't gonna die tonight, sleep tight. You know I'll catch a manana. Uncle Sam's only man packing katanas. Remain anonymous while I'm leaving the maze. No direction networks, Essence 20 podcast, where every two weeks we give you an edge on Essence 20. I'm Ryan Costello, one of the designers of the Essence 20 system and an author on the G.I. Joe, Transformers, and My Little Pony role-playing game core rule books, as well as others. And I'm Jason Keeley. I'm Renegade Game Studios RPG developer. So I get to work on uh, most of those games and do a little bit of everything everywhere. This past weekend was Renegade Con Virtual 2023. I've got 2013 in the outline. <laughs> no! Um, no, way in the past. <laughs> Too far back. Before we begin... Although we both work for Renegade on Essence 20 in some capacity, Upshift is not associated with or produced by Renegade Game Studios. This is not an official Essence 20 podcast. We don't even know what decade it is. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Jason, mm-hmm. uh, this was your first Renegade Con experience. It How was. It, it was good. It was pain- painless, I would say. I mean, you know, I was only on the one panel. Um, and so I just sort of poked in, watched some other ones and, you know, virtual cons have such a different vibe than in-person cons, of course. Right. Because there's, I can, I'm, I'm at home, right. I'm yeah. not wandering around a, 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 you know, dealer's room or just, you know, just happen to be seeing people. So it's always a little, you know, a bit detached here and there, but, uh, just sort of keeping an eye on, you know, the YouTubes and, and, and seeing all these other things is, I, I learned some stuff that I didn't know. That's one of the interesting things about Renegade. It yeah. puts out so much stuff that we really need to watch these panels, especially that the first one, the Just Wait panel, yeah. just to know what else is going on. Especially on the board game front, because yeah, so many things. Uh, I mean, I, I genuinely know what's happening in the Essence 20 RPG front, uh, basically, but everything else is is a, is just a, a black box to me. So... You qualified to be on any of those four Essence 20 panels. So what was it about the Transformers one that got you the nod there? That's the one they asked me to do, I guess. Um, so I uh, <laughs> I think it's because the what we're uh, talking about, the Time Is Now adventure series, was something that I, I worked heavily developing. So uh, they wanted me to talk about it a little bit. And, uh, I, you know, uh, I worked on some other, other stuff, too, that we talked about, some some of the uh, Sergeant Slaughter stuff, some of the other stuff. Uh, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but, you know, uh, we had, they had you to talk about it, I guess, so what i say i always say is like why go with a jason when you can have a ryan you always say that. i always say that i'm saying it all the time my wife tells me to stop saying it <laughs> why did you marry me honey you could have had ryan <laughs> you could have had a ryan as you're answering the question it also occurred to me that there is no transformers equivalent of mission critical or mm-hmm. uh heroes of the grid so i guess they had more basically more space That's for true. an extra person in the Transformers panel. Yeah. Whereas all the other ones, including My Little Pony, even though it's the newest Essence 20 game, My Little Pony already has the deck building game, which had a major expansion coming out. Mm. So yeah, I guess Transformers was the one that had the emptiest seat. Yeah, we just had a the we just had the, the deck building game and the role playing game stuff right now for for now, I guess. I mean is there more stuff coming? I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> and we say that both because we don't know and we definitely know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, we've basically already started the topic. But today's sure, topic yeah. is Renegade Con Virtual Special Edition 2023. It's got so many names. I don't think virtual was actually technically part of it this time. Mm, fair enough. But I think it was Renegade Con 2023. But I also don't think it's going to be 2023's only Renegade Con. Yeah, no, I think there's going to be at least another 
virtual something. I mean, I know there's going to be another one of these uh, uh, just waits uh, sort of things in, in less than a month. So uh, yeah. In March 1st. Yeah. It's Is like March 1st. It's a one day one. I think. Yeah. I think it's just going to be that panel uh, basically just announcing some more things, which I am actually uh, to be fair, a little more excited about those announcements uh, than some of right. the announcements uh, uh, that we have to talk about today. So the Renegade Con, like this past Renegade Con one, the announcements were products mostly up till June. Mm -hmm. Sergeant Slaughter one is listed as June slash July. So that's the latest one out of everything that was released. Uh, I guess other than the Kickstarter, but like yeah. the Kickstarter's on now. So right, yeah, I'm I'm splitting hairs for no reason. <laughs> Why am I doing this? I don't know. Um, whereas the one in March, even though it's a month from now, it's going to be focused on our Gen Con releases, right? And there's, Obviously, we've got some special stuff coming out on Gen Con. Those are going to be big. Just so, just you wait. Wait, hold yeah. on. That's why they say it. Oh. That's why it's called that. Well, it's also, I think it's Scott's, uh, Scott Gaeta's catchphrase. Scott Gaeta being the president, the publisher. I don't He's know, president and publisher, titles. I believe. There you go. Yep. I didn't realize that was his catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, he says it online all the time when people are like, well, why didn't you do this in this game? Oh, this game right. that could have a billion options and you had to narrow it down to the right. we gotta 10, pick thousand. There was yeah, a just wait. Uh, exactly. Uh there was a lot of stuff in the in some of the chats uh for for the for the streams and I was just like, well, uh you know, we have to <laughs> there's only so many of us, so we're we're and we're, we're, we hear you. But on the same token, there mm. was some stuff that was announced last year that is still not out and oh. that's just the reason that Renegade has kind of changed its philosophy to now only announce things that are almost immediately coming out is because yeah. there are some things that have been talked about now over a year in the past that don't have release dates, don't have any updates on what's going on with them. Yeah. There is new things. Right. Like things have happened in these right. projects, but we don't want to talk about them until they're ready to come. Exactly. I mean, that's the line you have to walk between sort of announcing stuff that, that's coming up and uh, uh, also sort of getting making sure people are excited about the things that are currently available. And that's the thing you want to sell. You don't want to always be selling the thing that doesn't exist yet because they can't buy it. And you don't make any money off Jam tomorrow. Uh, you only make money off Jam today, even though that's the exact opposite of the uh, the the philosophy espouted in Through the Looking Glass. Oh, that was a through the looking glass. It's through the looking glass. It, it's yeah. It's about. Uh, I mean, I don't. It, it's it's a it's a it's a sort of a takedown on like you know giving people not you know, not giving people things uh, because that gives them the hope to keep moving to 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 the next day. So you should never give people jam today. Get you know, say jam yesterday or jam tomorrow, but never jam today. So people will be like, well, jam tomorrow. I'll keep going then. So it's 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 a little bit of a, a political statement in some ways. That's why we only give them jam today. Uh, yeah, exactly. We got to give you jam today. Jam by June. <laughs> jam, jam announced. <laughs> Speaking of announcements, there were twenty products announced at Renegade Con. This is an Essence Twenty podcast, so we are mostly going to focus on the RPG yeah. stuff. But I figure we'll at least mention some of the other things. And if you have any thoughts on them, like yeah, some yeah. of the names on the list, I have thoughts on. Sure. And so we'll Me too. we'll cover those. But the closer we get to talking about Essence Twenty, which we our last topic the longer we'll be talking about that topic. Yeah. So we got board games. Renegade has uh, the rights to reprint a lot of uh, classic Hasbro games. So that includes Axis and Allies. Mm -hmm. Robo Rally, Diplomacy, and just recently added to that list is Acquire. So mm -hmm. those are the ones that are the Hasbro... Leg oh, I shouldn't say legacy games because that's also a genre of game. <laughs> it's true. But the uh, 
uh, previously, like the, the licensed from Hasbro tabletop board games that are going to be making their return. I played a little Axis and Allies. I'm more of a diplomacy guy. Mm. Uh, I have fond memories of diplomacy playing through high school and college with the same people. So mm. even though it's known for a game that ruins friendships, right. it forged a lot of friendships in my gaming group. There you go. It, it all depends on who you play it with, honestly. If everyone knows it's a game, you know, they can chill out if when 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 the backstabbing happens. Now, it's not without its faults. It is like a seven-hour game yeah. that you could be eliminated from in the first hour. Yeah. So a lot of the the fondness is from like the novelty of like we're playing one game for seven hours. This is really cool. Uh, later editions of Diplomacy have tightened that timeline and tried to make it a little harder to get eliminated so early mm -hmm. on. Uh, I'm I don't know which version that Renegade is going to be putting out. I assume it's going to be the one that Ren that Diplomacy fans are most eager to see again. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm not real familiar with a lot of uh, you know. I mean, I'm sort of familiar with them. I've heard of them, but I haven't really. I don't think I've ever played any Axis and Allies. I don't think I've ever played Acquire, for instance. You know uh robo rally or oh, robo rally i you know i feel like i really i feel like i uh, you know sort of know i know what it's what it is and maybe i've played games like it but i don't think i've, I've ever really played robo rally so robo rally you are programming your robot yeah. by playing cards that have like basically just turn face go forward those kinds of things right. but then if another robot pushes you yeah. you've already programmed five steps so you could have gone like straight <laughs> around the corner whatever but mm -hmm. now you're going straight into that wall and you got to wait five minutes or five turns to turn things around uh what's cool is i've played the board game but i also at gen con one year played a did you play the, the thing giant one robots nice yeah the giant yeah one. i've seen the giant one fun. at gen con all the time so yeah i, I i'm I, i'm curious if that is the if Robo rally is like one of the first programming games because i know that's a mechanic that has propped up in other in more recent games uh for instance like um oh no no i can't remember the name of it uh the one where you're just a bit when you're robbing a train uh you're a bunch of outlaws robbing a train, train. um and cool. it's got a it's got it's got a cool sort of 3d standees and then you go like this i get to do three things it's time i'm gonna walk forward i'm gonna punch whoever's in the car with me and then i'm gonna try to steal the money uh and then you just don't know what the other one else is gonna do so people are just punching the air or just run you know picking up nothing that's there so you just will waste that turn kind of situation but so it, it is competitive it's competitive oh yes because I think a programmed cooperative game could be cool, too, because it's mm -hmm. like a heist. Yeah. Where everyone's like, this is my role, this is my thing, I'm going to do it, and then just maybe shuffle it a couple of extra cards into the program yeah. and see how things play out. Burgle Bros might be a little bit like that. Oh, okay. But uh, Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if someone else has come up with this. Yeah, yeah. If not, let's keep this in mind. Mm, good idea. All right, we've got uh, the Renegade Originals are Artisans of Splendid Vale. Uh, which I believe is on Kickstarter now, right? That's the one that's on... I think so, and someone has to stop me from Kickstarting it because I saw the how much stuff that is, and it's a, this cooperative uh, campaign game, and I'm like, do I, do I want to buy a giant game? I haven't bought a giant game in a long time, but have I been playing the giant games that I already own? No, not really. So, <laughs> would be fun. Looks good. I love it. It definitely, yeah, it looks, yeah. the Renegade original are some of the prettiest games. Mm, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. when Renegade, it does a lot of licensing and stuff, so a lot of their art direction <laughs> is kind of set by the license. So <laughs> when they have these original games and they get to just go in whatever direction they feel is most appropriate for the game, they really take, like, artistic leaps. It's not, mm -hmm. there's no just standard looking Renegade original game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. All right, we got Reckland Run. 
Fuse Countdown, Search for Lost Species, uh, the Good Omens card game. What do you think of that? I love the Good Omens series, and I love the Good Omens book. Uh, one of the one of the sort of like formative books that I've read in my life, I would say. Um, uh, so it's interesting. I, I was just uh, looking it up again, uh, was checking through the outline and just sort of like, oh, it's a cooperative game. It's sort of always interesting when you turn things that aren't don't seem like they would be games into games like Good Omens. Like, yeah. what are you doing? You're it's a battle card game. I'm like, well, that seems a little unusual for the for the for the theme, but I'm sure someone's thought of that in some way, picked up something that is sort of you know, yeah, forces of good and evil plus forces of good plus forces of evil fighting against the sort of bureaucracy the status quo mm -hmm. of heaven and hell interesting i also like that there are exclusives mm -hmm. but they are cosmetic exclusives so there's yeah, a, yeah. i believe one was amazon one might have been target exclusive maybe or one was renegade okay. store exclusive and then one was uh mass retail well, there are, well, anyway there are yeah. three different versions but the only difference is the look of the game uh i appreciate that as somebody that uh i saw a bunch of games exclusive to target we don't have targets in Canada, so oh, unless yeah. somebody sub-licensed those games, yeah. I had to find them in the wild to get them secondhand. So just cosmetic exclusive right. is, I think, the best way to go. I, uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, and then the last one on the Renegades original list is Legacy of You, uh, which I, I know the least about. So uh, probably shouldn't have put that one last. Year, <laughs> the, uh, well, let one. me just say this. When I was listening to the thing, I didn't know anything about it either, and I assumed it was Y-O-U. So when I oh. looked it up, I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check it out. All right, now looking at some non-Essence 20 RPGs. We've got all of the World of Darkness titles. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think we need to list them all. There's like six or seven of them here. Uh, some of them are reprints, some of them are original. I know that when you go to the Renegade Discord server, there feels like there's a major disconnect between hmm. the World of Darkness section and just everybody else, okay. and, which is fine. They have their place for a conversation. We have our place. It's just, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of overlap there in the fan base. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a, okay because you're yeah. catering to different groups and, and you get a sort of a wider net that way, right? Sort of in terms of like <laughs> sales and stuff, you know? Um, you're not yeah. selling the same thing to the same, two different things to the same group of people, which is obviously good. You want to sell everything to everybody, but honestly, but you know, if you just sort of pick this niche and pick this niche um it does it was interesting that they uh did say something about something that is coming out of gen con which is uh werewolf the apocalypse newest edition i think oh that's right yeah it's a whole new edition because yeah. uh, mostly we've been doing hunter and vampire right that's right whereas werewolf it's a whole new category of world of darkness it well not is. new but like a right. return of yeah a return to return to werewolf which i know I, I know people get excited about that one uh, speaking of excited, a game that I had no idea anything about was Gods of Metal. Mm -hmm. uh, Gods of Metal Ragnarok, a yeah. heavy metal fantasy RPG. Now, I really enjoyed that uh, Jack Black video game <gasps> that kind of yes. had a similar vibe. Uh, what was it called? It uh, was called... No, uh, not Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend. I was about to say Brutal some Legend. other name. That was fun. That was a fun game that like really sort of digged into its setting and presented a lot of cool visuals. And then the game itself turned into a completely different game about three quarters of the way through weirdly i don't know if you played through the whole thing but it was like kind of an i did oh when it became like, the became troop, like uh, yeah troop management yeah. i was like oh interesting okay well i mean i i enjoyed it all the way through but i know a lot of people were like this is a different game at the end why did they do this uh i i felt like it explored the world a little more through the troop management mm, stuff. Yeah, yeah. i don't know how like I, I probably could have skipped over it but i enjoyed being in the world so much that that gave me a time to 
spend a little more time there with that rushing to the next story point. But anyway, yeah. uh, if Gods of Metal is basically Brutal Legend, the role-playing game, and that's the vibe I get, but also, like, it's not a direct translation, sure, so right. they can also go in different heavy metal-inspired directions with mm -hmm. it. Uh, especially after the last season of Stranger Things, like that just feels oh, like yeah. a whole vibe. And uh, I, I, I'm excited about this. I don't know any other heavy metal inspired role playing game. I don't know either. I mean, there's people who sort of like take a little bit of the aesthetic and yeah. and, and and sort of or that they say run run with a with a vibe, but nothing that's so like heavy. You know, that the sort of the old heavy metal magazine kind of inspired mm -hmm. uh, uh, look. So yeah, I. Don't know if I'm going to pick it up because I tend to be a one RPG at a time guy. But True, I appreciate yeah. that it exists. The fun thing about it is I think it is a fully D4 based game because that is, of course, D4. the most uh, heavy metal die, the most dangerous die. Yeah, it is the one that can do the most damage. Yeah. All right, moving on to Essence 20 setting, but not RPG news. Right. So Power Rangers, G.I. Joe Transformers, My Little Pony news, mm -hmm. other than the Essence 20 stuff. Uh, we've got a new expansion for the Power Rangers deck building game, SBD to the Rescue. SBD is a Power Rangers era that I'm vaguely familiar with and that I spent way too much time trying to find out what SBD stands for. Okay. Uh, which, as far as I know, it just is SPD. It just it, is speed. It's I an unpronym. I assumed it stood for Space Police Department because I thought the SPDs were the, uh, were, were the Power Rangers it? Space Cops. Or Did I just miss that or, this whole or, time? Or, you know, space uh, uh, firefighters and space uh, ambulance drivers kind of situation. But I bet it is also just sort of SPD for speed. Like, it probably does does double duty. So I am once again showing my Power Rangers ignorance. <laughs> There's also a new expansion for Heroes of the Grid with an Allies 3-pack, Shadow of the Vengex theme. Uh, why do I bother with Power <laughs> Rangers news? I... Don't know this stuff. Hey, there's Heroes of the Grid Nothing. stuff going on. Go check it out. There you go. All right. <laughs> if you're a fan of Heroes of the Grid, you don't need my take on it. You know That's where true. they already it. know. But probably the most exciting news that came out of Renegade Con, outside of Essence 20, at least from our point of view, is the new G.I. Joe New Alliances deck building game. Mm -hmm. So this is a crossover with Transformers uh, as a brand. It is not a crossover with the Transformers deck building game because right. the G.I. Joe and Transformers deck building games have different mechanics. That's right. But uh, yeah, so it's basically bringing Transformers characters into the G.I. Joe deck building game and allows you to team up with Autobots, play against Decepticons, <laughs> and there are some crossover characters. Uh, specifically, we've got Marissa Fairborn. Oh, right. Yeah. And we've got His Megatron. That's right. Jason. Do you know Marissa Fairborn's deal? She is in charge of the sort of space force, right? Uh, is there another, is there uh, something else about her deal? Yes. So if you remember the animated Transformers movie, Jump the Timeline 2005, right? Okay. So everything else was still set in 1985, but it moved to 2005. Marissa Fairborn is the daughter of Flint and Lady J. That's right. That's right. There was an internal memo from Sunbow that went around that was discovered and like shared on the internet not too long ago where uh, Flint Dilly, who was the one who introduced the, the Versa Fairborn character said, we will never say this on the show. This will never be officially canon, but everyone needs to know everyone amongst the writers needs to know this is Flint and Lady J's daughter. Oh. And it was heavily implied that it's Flint's daughter because mm -hmm. they share a last name and there is an episode where she meets you know, dad, and it's played by Bill Ratner, who was the voice of Flint, okay. looks yeah. just like a 20 years older Flint. Right. 
but it was just kind of assumed that his love interest, Lady J, was her mother. But in this memo, it finally confirmed, yes, that is the memo. Uh, sorry, yes, that is the memo. Yes, she is the mother. Right. Anyway, yeah, so just she's she's a fun footnote because this was also in that era after Sunbow lost the G.I. Joe license mm. because they put out those three movies and they did so poorly that Sunbow right. couldn't continue to produce three animated series for Hasbro. And yet, the people that were working on Transformers and could no longer work on G.I. Joe were throwing in these G.I. Joe references, even though they didn't have the right to do it anymore. That's fun. Yeah. I think New Alliances takes place in the modern day, and they're just going to kind of... Let's not question how Marissa Fairborn is teaming up with her parents before they got married and had a kid. Sure, yeah. Time, maybe, you know, Transformers stuff. Time stuff is happening. Who knows? The other big reference to G.I. Joe that the animated series, uh, the Transformers animated series made after they lost the G.I. Joe license was Cobra Commander as Old Snake. So they hired Cobra mm-hmm. Commander, or the, uh, an enemy of the Autobots, a human enemy of the Autobots hired Cobra Commander to create synthoid bodies for the um, for uh, some Autobots and then they were transferred in. So basically for mm-hmm. one episode called Only Human, uh, R.C., uh, Hot, oh no, sorry, Rodimus Prime, Ultra Magnus, and Springer were in human bodies and Cobra Commander could just kind of bookends the episode. Um, Cobra Commander in that old snake costume is on the cover of New Alliances. Oh. Now, it wasn't announced if he had a card in the game or how he was going to mm. play into it, but there's at least one more reference to that, to a G.I. Joe Transformers crossover that's made it into the game. All right. Well, well, we'll have to keep our eyes out on that. I am very excited about this. So I, I haven't picked up the the deck building game. Because when it was being, uh, it was almost ready to release, and I I reached out to somebody at Renegade and said, should I pre-order this, or should I expect there might be a package one day? And they were like, maybe you should wait for a package. Oh. That was two years ago, and I have mm. not received that package. Well. So uh, I don't want to just keep being like, give me free stuff that I haven't worked <laughs> on, because I don't want to buy it. But I also don't want to buy it thinking that this package may one day arrive. So I'm excited about it. I think New Alliances might finally push me over the edge that I have to get the original deck building game. And yeah, yeah. I think the statute of limitations on getting that package is, is passed. Yeah. Honestly. Well, and even the Renegade employee that I talked to is not a Renegade employee anymore. And there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 not happening. <laughs> I, it's It's just a small barrier that I have to get over. Fair enough. All right. Then there was the Transformers deck building game uh, expansion War on Cybertron. Um, I don't, I don't remember what this one was. Um, I remember they were talking about controlling, like a, having some sort of area control situation. I know the Transformers deck building game works differently with like a grid of stuff, a matrix, I think they were calling it, like the matrix of leadership. And then, uh, uh, this one has like, you know, stuff on Cybertron that you can fight for and have missions on and then, uh, or the Decepticons can turn it to rubble and ruin. So I don't know what that does for the game, but it sounded interesting. Cool. I mean, it's always like after Earth, Cybertron is the main hmm. setting of the Transformers movies. In fact, certain series, movies, the Transformers brand, right? And certain series even take place more on Cybertron than they do on Earth. So, uh, exploring Cybertron, having Cybertron fleshed out in the card game, mm-hmm. totally makes sense. Yes, it does. All right, getting into GI Joe again. GI Joe Mission Critical. We get two new expansions that are coming out. There's Chaos Outbreak, which adds. Beachhead and Ripcord as uh, playable characters, and it adds uh, Zartan, Zorana, and Road Pig as villains. So, just a couple of notes on each one of those. Sure. My friend Charles is a big G.I. Joe fan, 
And he says that when he got into the G.I. Joe comics, he assumed Ripcord was the main character. <laughs> and that was just kind of like the way the character, the comic rotated between cast. There would be this, like sometimes you would get two issues in a row where one character feels like the main character, their main focus. And mm-hmm. then they kind of drift out and sometimes they disappear because Ripcord never even got a second figure in the original line. So he was like really the focus for 10, 15 issues and then disappeared almost completely. Mm. And so the fact that Ripcord is in Mission Critical, that he made the cut as one of the new playable characters, I think that's a reflection of anyone that grew up in that same era as my friend Charles that really remembers those Ripcord missions. Especially at one point, Zartan infiltrates the pit because he beat up Ripcord and took his disguise. So the fact that Zartan's in this one, there's a Ripcord Zartan history. Nice. Okay, that makes sense. And then uh, Beachhead is uh, not a character that played a significant role in the comic, but was a major role in the second season of the cartoon and in the animated movie, which the animated movie was the easiest uh, G.I. Joe cartoon to come by Mm -hmm. for decades. Mm -hmm. So if you were ever nostalgic for G.I. Joe, that was the one you probably watched. So you probably have fonder memories for Beachhead than people from most other eras. So I like that there's like a significant comic character and a significant cartoon, uh, cartoon character getting some spotlight here. Yeah. And then we got Zartan and Zorana and Road Pig. All three of them are Dreadnoughts. Um, so now the deck building game and Mission Critical both have a Dreadnought expansion. And I'm starting to worry that the role playing game is falling a little behind. Oh, well, I mean, there might be uh, something to rectify that in the eventual future. You never know. I have to I ask you a question. Uh, uh, maybe oh, you would yeah. know why uh, Road Pig is called Road Pig. And not road hog, which is the general term for someone who hogs a road. That's a good question, like, and I have no answer okay, for that. Okay, fair enough. I don't know if there's some weird like tr- mistranslation, or if there's road pig means something in Australian, maybe that 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 does not have anything to do with uh, being being a road hog. No. So I was even trying to think like, was there another hog that was out, and they just didn't want to have mm, two maybe. hogs? But I can't think of another hog. There's Naga hide. Who has a warthog, but like that wouldn't be enough. Yeah, it wouldn't be. I mean, it, he he doesn't have an animal companion. This road pig, he just has a cinder block on a on a pole. Yeah, it, it it was years after becoming familiar with the road pig character that I saw um, Mad Max mm. and realized, oh, road pig is ninety percent the villain. That's <laughs> true. That's true. The thing is, when if you Google road pig, all you get is dreadnought GI Joe stuff. You're not getting any sort of like, well, this means. Something else. And maybe they write the the right choice for branding. Right. Yeah. I guess they did. It's just one road pig. I guess it's just a good point because if you Google Roadhog, you might not get GI Joe. All right. The other mission critical expansion is Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Which we're going to be talking a lot about today. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many more mission critical packs are dedicated to a single character, but Sergeant Slaughter, as we'll discuss, is one of those characters that is significant enough that you could revolve an entire expansion around him. And because of the contract with Sergeant Slaughter, we don't want any non-Sergeant Slaughter content in there because when our time to use Sergeant Slaughter is done, then whatever else is in that pack also can't be sold or would have to be reissued somewhere else. Which again, we'll be talking about that shortly. There's my little pony deck building expansion, the Princess Pageantry, which introduces three princesses beyond Twilight Sparkle. So uh, Luna... Celestia and Cadence, as well as Shining Armor. So Cadence's husband slash Twilight Sparkle's brother. Uh, and we also get a meeple set. I really like these meeple sets from the deck building game. And mm, okay. uh, even if I don't get the deck building game, which I haven't yet, and, you know, it's on my maybe I'll pick this up someday list. I really feel like I should pick up those meeples just because they're pretty, they're fun, they can be used as tokens in the role-playing game. 
No, yeah, definitely. But moving on. Let's do it. Sweaty role playing game news. Yeah. All right, we're starting with Power Rangers, and I hope I don't embarrass myself. Okay, don't worry. There is a new source book coming out called Across the Stars. Now, while it features an adventure in it, it well, is not an adventurous source book. Oh. Yeah, that was a bit of a. I think that was a bit of a misspeak uh, uh, during that because the way that that Scott said something, it made it sound like the whole book was an adventure. It, it, right. it is not, and also that adventure is going to be hopefully a separate PDF product. Wait. So if I buy the book, I get an adventure, but the adventure is not. No, no, I don't think you get an adventure. There's, there's no adventure in the book. I think okay. that was a, oh, I think that wow, was a misspeak. Yeah, yeah, that, that was to look behind the screen here, a little cut uh, for space issue. But that is content that we have that we can <laughs> sell you a different way. Uh, the, the, the book will be slightly cheaper because it won't be as long, but we can also sort of sell it as a PDF to sort of say, hey, here's an Across the Stars themed adventure, a Space Power Rangers themed adventure. Okay, that's good information to get yeah. out there. So then the main selling point of this is that we've mm -hmm. got three new advanced roles. Which just occurs to me, we have not done anything with advanced roles in GI Joe, and that's something that maybe Design Space I'm going to oh, yeah. look closer at and see if there's anything that fits. I think maybe we could have done an advanced role in Sergeant Slaughter. I don't know; it's too late now. But anyway, <laughs> so we're getting the Gold, Silver, and the Phantom Ranger advanced roles, and then the Psycho Rangers are presented as a threat, mm -hmm. which I know very little about, other than that Brian is very excited about this fact. Okay. And then beyond that, there's a lot of space combats options. Uh, space-related Zords, space combat mm -hmm. rules are fleshed out because, like, they get a paragraph maybe in the core rulebook. Sure, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it really there's... was, this is destined to have more information in the future, and future is, I was going to say now, but it's soon. Yeah, the, you know, the Psycho Rangers are the kind of the monster versions of the Power Rangers. They're, like, the dark mirror version of the Power Rangers. Always fun to sort of have that sort of you know, uh, 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 a bit of I don't know, like Ranger DNA power was was corrupted to form these other these 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 kind of monsters, and they get to grow. They don't have their own Zords; they get to grow into monster forms, uh, which you can fight with Zords. Uh, and there's a, a lot of other space stuff about space travel, about playing even um, you know maybe uh, uh, non-human characters. And you know what? I actually skipped over this, but what's up with the Phantom Ranger? That's the first non-color named Ranger role. That we're yeah, okay, with. yeah. The Phantom Ranger... Oh, God, if I can remember this. Phantom Ranger is also like one of those deals in Power Rangers where they were maybe once a bad guy and now they're a good guy kind of situation. Sure. He doesn't... He's, he's, a, he's the lone... I was gonna say Lone Ranger. He is a Lone Ranger. He doesn't have a team, uh, but he's not the Lone Ranger. He's basically sort of just sort of a a, a Ranger. I think I, I may be wrong about the sort of being uh, bad and good, but like um, I think they just get uh, uh, the Phantom Ranger sort of appears when Rangers are in trouble and need help, kind of situation. And there's a lot of stuff here. This that is probably I can't through. this is like the the Road Pig Roadhog equivalent. But why is it a Phantom Ranger and not named after something? Why isn't it the Gray Ranger or something? Now again, I don't know that either. <laughs> Just because of probably with some connection to a, a, a evil character named Dark Specter. So specters and okay. phantoms have to do with one another in a lot of ways. So yeah. There's a, just this wiki page is so long, and uh, there's no way that I'm reading it right now on the air. Yeah, that's fine. So while you were reading that, I was trying to find something else because I don't have it on my list here, but there's been a lot of talk in the Discord on the uh, Power Rangers channel about mm -hmm. Finster's cookbook, Finster's monster cookbook. I was trying to find the exact name. 
Was this also announced? I don't feel like Monster it was. Cookbook? I would have remembered that. That wasn't really announced. So hopefully, maybe that'll be announced in in March. But we can talk about a little bit about it if we want. Okay, well, if I someone mean, knows about it. There. Yeah, the name is out there. Uh, so uh, uh, yeah, you know, this is that's going to be a, 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 a kind of a a bestiary of sorts for Power Rangers. Okay, uh, is that also where the playable Psycho Rangers yes. comes from? That is that okay. is what. Yeah, it's it it is not merely a best year, but is there's a big chunk of it is more and more monsters of the week, more stuff stuff that Finster has created and stuff that Finster hasn't created. So uh, a lot of that, but then also like um, uh, 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 how to kind of be uh, to play the sort of antihero you know, or possibly evil <laughs> ranger, and then like a little bit about magic. Some, some bringing magic oh. and sorcery to the Ooh. Power Rangers game. Cool. So if, I wonder, wonder how that got out there. It doesn't I feel like, like people know. are talking about it like it's a thing they know. It's not. Yeah. There's not people in there like what? What is this? I mean, that is also a thing in the in. Uh, gosh, we may have just sort of completely blown it. If we spoil it, we spoil it. But it's also that's the name of like a thing in the Power Rangers universe is Finster's right. monstermatic machine or whatever. And so he has a cookbook. To sort of to make the monsters in the monstermatic. So, but I, if people are talking about it as a book, then yeah, that that that's that's out there. Yeah, well, so everything I just brought up about it, like I have no prior knowledge about what else is coming up from Power Rangers other than what's been publicly announced and what I see on the Discord, and people are talking about it like it's like it there. was announced. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So if everything I've said is accurate, then that means that somewhere someone said something. It seems to be. All right. And if not, then we just said it, or I just said it. Yeah. And, oh well, it's it's coming out. Look, look, it's gonna come. You know, it, it's 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 supposed to be out at some point this year, I think. So it'll get out there eventually. Okay. All right. Also on the Power Rangers front, 170 ish standees pack. Uh, this I can at least talk about. It's mm -hmm. standees, so it is uh, two dimensional. You clip them into a base. And they're full color, and it's a lot faster and cheaper than collecting miniatures that you have to paint and take sure. up a lot more time and space and yeah. cost a lot more money. Indeed. So yeah, this just lets you populate your entire campaign with the villains from the core rulebook, from the adventures that have come out up until this point. Uh, Zords, Power Ranger yep. represent like PC representations. Mm -hmm. 170 tokens. I, I even that like I'm trying to figure out exactly. Oh, I guess you would have two per monster because you'd have a small one and a big one. Some of them, yeah, yeah. Some it of them still have feels like a them. lot of tokens. It's a, a lot of tokens, and, that, and you know, it's good to have a lot of choices to, to for like different types. You know, because there's also lots of different rangers too, right? There's probably just like the Mighty Morphin side. I, I don't know for sure which is which. I mean, I'm not sure for if if these are all in there, but it might be like here are ones that look like Zeo Rangers, and here are ones that look like the Mighty Morphin era, and here's another era kind of stuff. So, it might be multiple ones of those. Nice. Might be. I don't know. That one, I don't know. So don't call me on that. Right. Well, because you don't have to develop it because there's no right. new rules or anything in it. It's it, just... Yes. But, you know, I have had to deal with uh, uh, pawn packs and standee packs in the right. past as a developer, but not this time. Not this one. So now something I know, because Paizo also has put out hundreds of pawn sets. Sure, yes. And they use that as a justification for extra art in the books because then the art gets two uses. So um, I, I hope that means that we get to put a little more original art so that we have representations of characters that can then be pawn sets for more of these role-playing game products. Indeed, indeed. Next up was G.I. Joe. This was the panel I was on. 
<laughs> and this was uh, all about Sergeant Slaughter limited edition accessory pack, which is very exciting box set that, uh, again, I talked all about it at Renegade Con, so most of the information about this is out there mm-hmm. on that. I can summarize some of it, but I don't want to just repeat myself. So it is a box set that has everything Sergeant Slaughter we could fit because we have a limited window that we can use Sergeant Slaughter as a character. So yep. it's got an unpainted plastic miniature. Which would like a little window in the box so that you can even see the miniature on there. Mm-hmm. It's got so the standees we were just talking about. All the standees from the adventure mm-hmm. are represented in the box, um, as well as uh, two dimensional tokens for all of the vehicles. The f- right. five vehicles, yeah, four good guy vehicles and one villain vehicle. Mm-hmm. So the five vehicles that are in the box. Uh, it's got an adventure. Mm-hmm. It's got two books. One of them is an adventure. It is all centered around Sergeant Slaughter. You're trained by the Renegades to become a Marauder. You go on a Marauder mission. You team up with Sergeant Slaughter. It's all very fun and exciting, and I had a lot of fun uh, writing that. Yeah. And then the other book is all Sergeant Slaughter-inspired options. I talked a lot about the three focus options, so the the, the drill instructor officer focus option, the slammer renegade focus mm, option, right. and the Marauder vanguard focus option. Uh, but there's other stuff in there that's exciting. Like, there is a Marine origin. Which, That's right. Yes, I was just yeah. uh, sort of talking about that uh, this weekend because uh, I oh. was. I mean, my my Renegade Con included me starting to run a GI Joe game on Saturday night. Nice. Uh, so I am uh, uh, just making. We're making characters and talking about you know what we're gonna do, and everyone was like, "Why is there not a Marine options?" And I'm like, "Well." Uh, uh, there is it's listed in with or you know Navy, uh, right? But you can also say, "Well, there is something you know." Uh, we're doing this Sergeant Slaughter thing. And then I was like, Sergeant Slaughter, awesome. Um, there was a question of, and I don't know if you, uh, we know anything about this. Like, are they, they, they going to get Sergeant Slaughter to like show up at Gen Con or something like that? Because he probably, you know, he, with enough money, he'd probably, you know, do it. I'm like, I don't think yeah. they're doing that. He does but con I appearances. He does con appearances. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, that would be pretty cool if that were the case. But I don't know if that is the case. I don't know either. It would... Uh... It would be great yeah. if that happens. Is 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 he is he is he doing is he do cameos? Maybe we can just get him to do a cameo video. We as in you and I. For yeah, the show you and I. Let's Renegade? get it, let's do it, let's pay him money to say something on video and then put it in put it on. That would be awesome. That's audio. A great idea. I don't if he's on cameo. That's the you know then. But uh, that would be fun. All right, that is something that I'm going to look into this. Okay, week. fair enough. Uh, but getting back to the Marine or yeah, yeah. Yeah, the people in your group are not the only people that said, like, where are the Of Marines? course, yeah. It was decided we will debut the Marines here, and until the Sergeant Slaughter, like, once the Sergeant Slaughter box set is no longer available, right. you can expect Marines to be reprinted, because it is super core to the idea of a military fantasy. Yeah. But it's also Sergeant Slaughter's canonical um, uh, origin, right? Military lineage. Yeah, 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 origin. yeah. So, yeah, so we, uh, we included the Marines in there. It used the marine rules or the because in in the core rule book it's kind of like you can mix and match a couple of different things to sure, create a yeah. marine so we use that as the jumping off point but it does have an original origin perk and it is different from the marines in the core rule book um and i think that's something that people are going to be excited about it i it was on my things to bring up mm-hmm. uh at renegade con but there uh, i talked about a lot of things at renegade sure, con. Yeah. this one got missed the other thing is that we didn't really talk about the marauders in, at mm-hmm. renegade con we mentioned that they're during going to be represented in the box but we didn't get into really how so right. they all have their uh, contacts which we did talk about but then they also have how to build guides which is not yeah, something that's that we've right. ever published before yeah. but uh, they're really cool and they're fun and they made me appreciate the marauders as a group more than uh, when i went into it 
He was like, I'm a big Tiger Force fan. Hmm. Tiger Force doesn't make much sense. Tiger Force <laughs> has a desert specialist, a jungle right. specialist, and an Arctic specialist, and two officers. And there's like four other guys. It's it's a very small group with a lot of weird redundancy in their skills. But Slaughter's Broaders is actually a balanced functional party. Yeah, you've yeah. got drill instructor, officer, sergeant, slaughter. You've got commando, sniper, low light. You've got ranger, scout, spirit. Mutt was a little bit of a stretch because Mutt and Mutt is definitely the renegade. He is one mm-hmm. of the characters that inspired the renegade because his file guard talks about how Mutt, he's a dog handler. He has junkyard, the Rottweiler, but between the two of them, Mutt's the one that's more likely to bite you. So that is definitely renegade in spirit. Yeah. But the problem is then where does he get the dog? And so the, um, the, the Slaughter's Marauders faction actually gives you access to a general perk at first level, right. which is something that up until now you can only get from origins. So that if you swap out Yojo, you can get a perk at first level, which gets you an animal companion and allowed us to build butt. And then there's Footloose, who is absolutely infantry. Uh, he's one of the most like just army looking guys of all of the action <laughs> figures in G.I. Joe. Uh, and then, yeah, Barbecue is a technician. Uh, I went with, I forget if I went with armor technician to get him fireproof armor. Or if I went with uh, right. equipment technician to get him like firefighting kits. But in any case, each broader has a very obvious role analog. And again, it ultimately comes to a, a balanced party. And even though there isn't like a medic like there is on Tiger Force, Barbecue is a firefighter. Firefighters know yeah. science, so he's the smart one. Yeah. They know first aid. And then there's Spirit, who in researching the core rulebook, I found out Spirit has a doctorate in psychology, something I had no idea about the character. So they've got your mental and physical health uh, taken care of. Like it's, it's a cool group. It's a good group. Thematically, they're all Joes that are kind of like, you have a reason to underestimate them or dismiss them. Mm -hmm. And yet like put them together. It just means that they're all these multifaceted characters that are like, have extra depth. And you can see how they need a guy like Sergeant Slaughter to make sure to bring out the the best in all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm glad that I got to do so much with the Marauders in this box because I really, I like them all individually as characters, but never really saw their potential as a team. What's fun too is like uh, we also give you the them as pregens to play in the adventure if you yes. want to be like, wow, how did they become Marauders? Well, this is how they become Marauders. You you have them go on this adventure, and they, I, I can't remember, it was around, they're around like fourth or fifth level or something like that, um, uh, if I recall. Uh, I think it's sixth because the level, idea okay, is yeah. that um, Core Rulebook has a first level adventure. GM screen is right. second level adventure. Uh, Cold Iron gets you a three to fifth or sixth, right. and then this At is your sixth level adventure. Yeah, great. it's great. not written as one ongoing campaign, but if no. you're only playing in the pre-written or the published adventures, right now you've got up to sixth or seventh level after this adventure. I always find that that's a handy thing to do <laughs> from a from a physics standpoint to give people sort of like con- continuous stuff if they want to not make their own campaign up. Yeah, exactly. And so you're saying you have them as pre-gen. So uh, the adventure is written that it can be done as one of two ways. You can either team up with the Marauders on the first part of the mission, and they're all NPCs, mm-hmm. and you can play original characters. But then there's also sidebars saying, if you're using the pre-gen Marauders, you can just swap out the NPCs with these other established Joes, and yeah. it's just you are playing as the Marauders. I cannot believe there's so much more that I did not even get to talk about at <laughs> Renegade Con, because yeah, I yeah. talked for a solid 20 minutes about this product. But it's super exciting, and I'm... It, I, I couldn't call it a dream product because I would not dare to dream a product this cool exists. <laughs> well, you did it. It's happened for you. It's just a matter of it coming out in the stores for people to see all the love that you put in it. And I had a great time working on it too. Oh, good. good fun to, yeah. Yay. Yeah, I cannot wait. I, I'm probably going to pick up a couple of extra boxes just because I know mm. if, like, 
I want one sealed. I want one that I want to paint. I might want another one that I could paint Strahlotter in Marauder's colors instead of its traditional colors. Okay. And I just know that, like, if I don't get them all while I can, then I... I mean, it's it's interesting that this is. I mean, I've never worked too much on on licensed products, but this is interesting that this is a literally a limited time offer because yeah. the we only have the license for this living gentleman uh, yes. for so long. So honestly, for the theme for today's episode, I was like, it, it could either be Renegade Con or I could just talk Sergeant Slaughter for another half hour okay, and just explain enough. his interesting uh, place in Jejo history and all that. Well, I've talked enough. we could talk about it again later if we uh, decide to get uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, he's on. He is on cameo, uh, so we, he is we can book, right. book a personalized video of him if we want. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be interactive. We would just get him to say something, and then we could put it on the right, podcast. Right. But still, then we could all we could talk more about this. Maybe when it comes out or something like that, or gets, comes closer to be being a physical thing on our hands. All right, this is something that's coming in the future. Okay. Also coming in the future, the time is now for the time Transformers role playing game. Yes, uh, the time is now is the uh, adventure series. Uh, you know, we did did one for GI Joe, did one for Power Rangers. Uh, so we got one for time is now uh, for for Transformers, and it is it takes you from first level, or if you want to have done say Troubled Waters from the from the core book, you can kind of start at second level, but you'll be sixth level at the end of it. It is a, a, a another sort of. Uh, 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 always fun to do something epic, even even when you're like really low level, right? Because this this goes kind of without spoiling too much everywhere and all over the place <laughs> not in like a bad way but it's just so like you know just like there's you know there's there's different like you know like operation called iron you're going to different parts of the world and it's very exciting this is also going to different parts of the world and maybe some places that aren't on the world or in the world mm-hmm. or somewhere weird um uh it's basically you know got a lot of uh, uh fun set pieces that's good i know that in when we were doing the core rule book one of the challenges was like how do we condense all of Transformers lore and history into like sure. just the yeah. core stuff? And so you would probably have the same problem with the first adventure of like, you could go anywhere. So where do we begin? Uh, and it does sort of begin in a very, um, I wouldn't say mundane way, but in a very sort of literally down to earth way. Uh, you know, you're right. sort of giving someone a giving someone a ride somewhere, basically, a sort of a trans, a new Transformers ally, giving uh, her a ride to a sort of convention where you might, you know, like they want to like check out, make sure see if there's any other people who might want to be Transformers allies, and also maybe the the Decepticons might be there. Oh, surprise, they are, but they're up to their own. Uh, 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 Things and you should have uncovered that plot. And as you uncover that plot, you travel around the world, uh, do some other weird things, go up into space a little bit, uh, and some stuff I'm not going to spoil. Okay, nice. So, at what point in the planning phase did you come onto this book? I came in to develop the book, the the adventure. So okay. it had already been written um, and sort of planned out. Uh, so and and uh, sometimes a little bit, un- un- unfortunately, a little. It, the art had already been sort of like ordered and whatnot. And it's always tricky to make sure that, like, well, if I'm going to change anything, I have to make sure that the art is mm. still appropriate. Uh, uh, so uh, there, there were some, uh, I, you know, honestly, some small tweaks that needed to be made to. From from miscommunication, like there was like one map that is okay. sort of meant to be on like a, something a solar collection array in space, but the map was a solar collection farm on the ground, <laughs> and it's like the, the literally like a wooden shack and a black you know a, a, a sort of a Nevada desert sort of uh, 
area to it and i was like can we uh and it had already been everything had already been done i was like can we just tweak the colors of this a little bit here and there and we actually managed to do that and i tweaked the adventure to make sure it made sense for what it looked like okay. that's always a tricky thing to do and you get art that doesn't quite match what you need but it's too late to change it right. uh then you've got to change the text in some way yeah words are cheaper than art but it yeah. feels like if you're in space you'd have to be changing a lot of words to match art that's in Nevada. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. All right, well, you caught it and you fixed it. Sure, yes, that's what I do. <laughs> Finally, we've got the My Little Pony role-playing game core rulebook, which, to my surprise, seems to be the thing most people are talking about on the Discord. Oh, wow. Like, it's coming up in the non-My Little Pony uh, Essence 20 cha- uh, channels. Like, it just, people seem quite excited about the what we did bring up which I still feel like we just covered the surface. Uh, like I thought people still knew this stuff was going to be in there. I went into oh, yeah. a little more okay. detail. Hmm. But no, no, for the most part, people are excited about the magic rules. People are excited about the conflict resolutions and the non-combat conflict resolution. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, this is something that I spoke, I think, for about half an hour this time. Ooh. And uh, I'm excited to see when it comes out. I hope people really enjoy it. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know... Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I didn't talk about that was on my to talk about uh, list. I know. Oh, you know what? We did not talk about influences. Hmm. So uh, I I had mentioned that there's influences, roles, and origins. We talked a lot about the origins. We talked right. a decent amount about the roles. We did not talk about influences. So influences play a much heavier role in My Little Pony than they do in the other SS20 games. There's actually uh, 25, Ooh. I think influences in this book which is more than uh than any other core rule book and they are all mm-hmm. original none of them are recopied from the other ones okay uh, the idea was that when you are choosing your cutie mark which is a major part of a my little pony character it's not just a picture it's a major part of their personality and okay. it ties them to their destiny mm. so um we did one or at least one influence per skill so that when you are choosing oh, your cutie okay. mark which then um gives you bonuses with your skill that's one way you can draw inspiration for what kind of cutie mark you want and what direction you want to go mechanically. So um, it's uh, it, it's somewhere between a mechanic and flavor because sure, yeah. it's non-mandatory. You can take any influences you want, regardless of what influence skill they're tied to. But there is just an extra level of mechanics to the influence ones as inspiration for when you're picking your cutie mark. Well, that's good. Yeah, it helps people yeah. to sort of maneuver their... their, their uh, Form a character in 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 in, in your mind uh, as you are making because I always find that sometimes I I will go straight not necessarily you know fully mechanical but I'll see like a interesting bit of mechanics and I'm like I could base a character around that or that sort of sparks a, a character idea that I could build around not necessarily take that thing eventually but a, but it, it 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 it's that little seed yeah exactly so I'm the same way influences like they still have their uh, background bonds and they mm-hmm. have like yeah. suggested personality. But B, I will get a lot more out of influence skill, athletics, than I will out of saying, like, a more fleshed out idea. Like, I feel yeah. like a mechanical jumping off point just sparks my creativity more. So uh, that's one of the things I didn't talk about. And I guess one thing about the roles that I didn't talk about is that each of them has at a couple of different levels, including at first level, a bit of a more nebulous thing. It's basically like when you start acting in harmony with the element that because these are all elements of harmony Mm -hmm. so generosity honesty kindness uh laughter loyalty and magic when you're acting in harmony with your element you get bonuses you can actually do your actions a little more quickly and Mm -hmm. so um we kept it vague 
for a couple of reasons. One, we wanted My Little Pony to be a little bit easier to uh, to grok for new players because uh, we we thought maybe My Little Pony is technically aimed at school children, and so we think that there's going to be right. more people of that age that are going to be playing the game, even though there's also going to be plenty of adults playing this game. Sure, yeah. um, so we wanted to make sure that you had creative freedom uh, with some mechanical guidelines to make sure that uh, you knew how to represent these things. But it also, by saying, if you act in line with your element of harmony, it's asking you to think what that means. And mm -hmm. we give some guidelines, but it's ultimately up to the players and the GM and the people at the table to come up with that what, what it means to be acting in in. Harmony with generosity and harmony with loyalty, right. etc. Cool. That's exciting. I look forward to reading more about it because uh, Thank you. this is one of the one of the ones I haven't really touched. Well, you should. Well, I will. <laughs> all right, and you know it. Finally, the big Essence Twenty announcement that just covered all the brands was the Play Renegade program. Yeah. If you've listened to any of Renegade Con, you've heard this spiel several times at this point. But the idea is that if you want to run a public event online at a gaming store and you want an adventure to run instead of having to, instead of asking people that want to promote this game or play this game that they've bought to then put in the work of writing an adventure renegade is going to provide you with an adventure yeah. there are pdfs of adventures that are available for free for gms that are going to be running them in public these pdfs will eventually be for sale but for like i believe it's a six month window they yeah. are going to be exclusive and free to people that sign up for the renegade play i'm sorry the play renegade program yeah, yeah, uh, and they're gonna, you know, I guess, you know, be rotated out and around, and so you'll have something coming new. There'll be new ones coming out, basically, as as we as we move forward. Yeah, and I believe it's for all four of the Essence Twenty games. We'll have uh, Renegade uh, play Renegade um, adventure yes, available as yeah. a Gen Con. Is is it? I can't quite remember now. Is it true that they're like the vampire? And, and and hunter stuff will also oh, be sort of involved World with this as well I possibly i mean it would make sense i know they they exist i know there's there's scenarios out there that exist so i don't know why we wouldn't just sort of fold those into to to, mm -hmm. to a play renegade situation as well uh, i'm gonna say probably but for sure yeah. essence 20. but definitely essence 20 for sure all right any final thoughts on renegade con the news that we've talked about the your no it's a lot i mean like i said i'm i'm also very excited about stuff you'll hear about in less than a month from now um stuff that's going to get announced that we have been sort of very uh eager to talk about and we won't have those other they won't have those other panels unfortunately but uh we'll probably be talking a lot about them at some sort of future you know maybe there'll be gen con panels or if there's another one of these uh but at that point we'll be announcing even more stuff so we'll see <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Actually, there's one more thing that we can talk about because it was talked about by uh, Scott and Sarah and mentioned in passing. So we will mm. not go into further detail, but okay. that the theme of this year is crossovers and that there is a special crossover event for oh, yeah. Power Rangers, Transformers, and G.I. Joe at Gen Con, which uh, Sarah described as the game she... Let me see if I can... I've, I've quoted her, so let me see if I can find her yeah. exact wording. Yeah. She thinks the Essence 20 multi-table special is going to be her favorite event ever. Oh, ever. That's a big, I know. that's a high There's bar. a lot of pressure. That's a high bar. A lot of pressure. Yeah. I mean, not, not a pressure on any of us, right? There's nothing, neither of us. You know what? Actually, Jordan did me the favor of announcing that I was okay. going to be writing on this. So yeah, I wrote the outline for this. It is being written and it has to be the best ever. Yeah. So, okay. Then yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of pressure on you then. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, do, I don't have anything to shout out to just because we've talked about so many things. Sure, that, yeah. Uh, you know, hey, people can look up 
all this stuff that we I think about. all those board games just got a big shout out from us. So that should be there. Funny. We go. Yeah. All right. Uh, until next time, if you're looking for more great gaming podcasts, you can check out nodirectionpodcast.com. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash no direction. And thank you to the patrons that have helped support the network and make sure that all of these shows are possible. Thank you to Word Burglar for letting us use Letter from Snake Eyes Volume 4, Version 4. I'm pretty sure it's Version 4. It's V4. Uh, you can find out more at wordburglar.com. Until next time, I'm Ryan Costello. And I'm Jason Keeley. And, oh no, uh, go, go, Power Rangers. It's morphin' time. I think you did that one. Last I did that one already. Go. No, I forgot. To, it's but, hard. I forgot about the whole thing entirely. Transform and roll out. See you in two weeks for the next episode of Upshift.